Hello there, and welcome to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dot, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca, and as always, your host for the show. Today, we're taking a look at what's new in the higher end of the server market as we're joined by Kareem Sharif, Sales Director for Enterprise and Government at Intel Canada, to discuss the recently released generation of Xeon servers. We'll discuss what's new in the fourth generation of scalable Xeons, the role of specialization and accelerators in the Xeon lineup, how adding new features on demand works with the new chips, and how Intel's philosophy or strategy around designing Xeon has changed over the years. And, of course, we get into what this all means for you and what the market for Xeon looks like today. Great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Intel's Kareem Sharif. Kareem, thanks for taking the time and joining us. Thank you, Rob, for having me. I uh, want to take a, a little bit of time to talk about uh, about what's going on in the Xeon world. Had the big launch there uh, a couple of months back now, and obviously products are are out in market, and it's uh, it, it's it's an important topic, I think, for solution providers. Although one that maybe a lot of uh, a lot of folks don't work with firsthand necessarily because they aren't uh, you know directly dealing with the chips; they're dealing with the systems built on it, but. I guess to to throw it open, maybe can you can you kind of give us a uh, a high level on in terms of of what sort of the the design goals and and what you're trying to do with uh, with the latest generation of Xeon? Obviously, it's it's about more power, but exactly how that's uh, manifesting itself. Absolutely. Uh, so, Rob, thank you for having me. And uh, uh, what I'll try to do today is to unpack a bit a bit uh, to the audience the fourth gen Intel Xeon announcement that we made to the market on January 10th. So as, you, as we know, businesses today are trying to deliver services as quickly as possible and the workloads are being more and more diverse. And that's where you see a lot of folks moving to the cloud because they wanna accelerate that innovation as quickly as possible. And that's exactly where the fourth gen uh, Xeon really fits in is that it's, it's, it's looking to address uh, how do you unlock the speed of purpose built workload acceleration within your enterprise. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're uh, introducing a lot of accelerators that'll work out of the box in conjunction with our Intel solution partners and ecosystem. Uh, so it really signifies um, you know, this launch, the biggest platform transformation Intel has delivered. So not only is, uh, is it a marvel of acceleration, but it is also a, an achievement in manufacturing. Uh, we're proud of that. Uh, it combines up to four Intel 7 process node build tiles on a single package, uh, nice. connected, connected uh, using Intel embedded multi-die interconnect bridge, uh, packaging technology and mesh architecture. And that delivers new features, um, you know, including increased memory bandwidth, the DDR5, increased IO bandwidth, PCIe 5.0, and Compute Express Link uh, 1.1 interconnects. Uh, so really just the magnitude of, um, of new features and it scales, right? We, we call it the scalable, uh, you know, uh, performance architecture. So mm -hmm. it goes up to eight socket, uh, sockets of processors on select Intel Xeon Platinum uh, SKUs with trusted hardware enhanced data service delivery and new IO and connected technology. So uh, it really uh, gives our partners and our customers the best in um, IO memory storage uh, to fuel those actionable insights from that increasingly uh, data fueled world. All right. Uh, you mentioned the the accelerators. That was certainly one of the things that uh, caught my attention the most about the uh, the announced uh, the announced processors. Uh, can you share a little bit about what the accelerators are and kind of how they're focused on on specific workloads? What those workloads are and kind of how they do what they do. Absolutely. So today, um, 
just the fact there are over 100 million Xeons installed in the market. Uh, mm -hmm. Just, you know, breathe that in. So from an on-prem server running IT services to including new as a service business models to networking equipment, managing internet traffic to wireless base stations, computing at the edge of cloud services. In short, we have a suite of new accelerators with the fourth gen uh, and it's going to be quite the list, Rob. So let me go deeper to explain these. I'll take a, a minute or two. Sure. Uh, so yeah, Intel Advanced Matrix Extensions uh, is one of those new features. Uh, it accelerates deep learning inference and training workloads, such as natural language processing, recommendation systems. Uh, the other one is Intel Data Streaming Accelerator, uh, DSA in short, drives <clears throat> high performance for storage, networking, and data-intensive workloads by improving streaming data movement and transformation operations. Intel In-Memory Analytics Accelerator, uh, which improves analytics performance while offloading tasks from CPU cores to accelerate database query throughput. Uh, another one is Intel Dynamic Load Balancer. And from the name, uh, you can guess it provides efficient hardware-based load balancing by dy dynamically distributing network data uh, across multiple CPU cores. Um, Another set is the Intel Advanced Vector Extensions for VRAM, so Virtual Radio Access Network uh, for 5G. It provides up to 2x the density compared to previous generations with the same power envelope. That's the kicker. Another one is Intel Advanced Vector Extensions, AVX512, that supports two fused multiply add FMA in short units and includes optimizations to accelerate performance for demanding computational tasks. And then Intel Quick Assist technology, Intel QAT, that accelerates encryption, decryption, and data compression of loading these tasks from the processor. Last but not least, Intel Crypto Acceleration, which reduces the penalty or overhead of implementing pervasive data encryption, increases the performance of encryption-sensitive workloads, such as SSL web servers, 5G infrastructure and VPNs and firewalls. So I know it's a long list to digest, Rob, but you see it's like a Swiss army knife. Mm. And the promise is that by utilizing these accelerators, say for running a load balancing job or compression, you are freeing the cores to run their general compute workload, thereby maximizing that efficiency for your investment. You no longer need to or require those specialty built appliances to run things like LB compression streaming. So that kind of fades away into the background operation. And it's really surprising the gains you can see when using these accelerators. It's like unlocking another set of cores. So it's, it's sort of a switch in, um, in, in the philosophy almost of, of how Xeon has developed, whereas perhaps in the past, uh, the, the solution may have been throw more horsepower at it and, and let that sort it out. Now you're getting more tactical in terms of the workloads that that take up a great deal of uh, of, of effort, but uh, can probably be be smoothed by specialization. Absolutely, that is correct. And you know, just to expand on that a little bit more, um, I think Xeon is getting smarter, as you kind of hinted. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not about a core game anymore. Uh, it's about targeted workload uh, acceleration optimization. And what we're seeing today is the adoption of those hybrid and multi-cloud solutions where Intel fourth gen Xeon will continue to support the ability for businesses to coexist their environments, whether it's on-prem or in the cloud in harmony. And that's been the advantage of it. So really the uniqueness here is that 
provides those real-world task-specific acceleration, delivering superior system performance and greater efficiency. And today, that task-specific acceleration is not about adding more cores, as I said, but a true system-level approach where highly optimized software is matched with differentiated features in our hardware to accelerate the most important business tasks, including AI, networking, analytics, security, storage, and high-performance computing. Um, so it, it's really um, kind of a Swiss army knife, as I, as I previously stated. Now, along with that specialization, it, it, it seemed like there were described a number of cases where capacity or abilities could be turned on after the fact, sort of options that could be enabled on the various SKUs in the family. Can you explain a little bit about how that works uh, in, in terms of the model, i.e. is it kind of buy up or is it flex up, flex down? Uh, and, and also, are, are these things that partners can can sell and manage on behalf of customers, or is this an, in IT or, or Intel level kind of uh, decision and action? Great question, Robin. Um, let me tell you about Intel On Demand. So this is formally uh, referred to as software-defined silicon. Um, mm. In fact, that former name kind of uh, gives it away. It's a new service, right, being introduced to the fourth-gen Intel Xeon Scalebook processors. And on-demand can be used to expand and or upgrade accelerators and hardware-enhanced features available on most, most uh, fourth-gen Xeon processors queues. So supported features, as I've uh, previously laid out, the Intel Dynamic Load Balancer, the Data Streaming Accelerator, in-memory analytics, and the Quick Assist technology and software guard extensions are but a few of those that are supported. And this one-time activation is either in manufacturing or in the field by mm -hmm. an OEM, multinational corporation, or a cloud service provider as well. Remember when we said it's the same thing, whether on-prem, cloud, or hybrid, mm. we make that seamless uh, uh, kind of cooperation uh, uh, available. And so this is something that can be chosen out of the box, or you can activate it later on. Um, and, and it helps businesses, right, um, um, kind of have that defined expenditure uh, as their needs grow. And so this activation, um, you know, model enables that incremental features during the Xeon CPU lifecycle. And we recommend that, you know, partners or channel partners or customers do talk to their uh, Intel rep, and we'll be sure to provide the help needed around that. All right. Uh, we've covered some of the kind of the, uh, the, the big developments, I think, of, of this generation of Xeon. What else do partners need to know uh, about the family to, to position, to sell, to upsell to their customers? So it's important for partners to understand and realize there are a variety of four levels according to the enterprise needs, you know, ranging mm. from um, Intel, Xeon, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. And what that really does is, again, it provides that choice and, and, and flexibility in areas of reliability, serviceability for SMB, you know, sm small storage server solutions up to, you know, more performance and power efficiency for entry compute network and storage, going up to maybe a four socket scalable performance, advanced reliability, advanced security solutions. And then at the top tier, um, you know, having advanced two or four or even eight socket performance uh, designed for the most demanding workloads and services from edge to cloud. Uh, additionally, within each of these categories, uh, the Intel Xeon platform right, features other technical flexibility and improvements, um, and they can kind of go up to 
105 megabytes of L3 cache. They needed mm. um, eight channels of DDR5 RDIM. Uh, supporting goes um, four terabytes of memory, believe it or not, right? So again, mm. gives you that scalability. Um, and then ECC memory, RAS features, and up to 112 CPU PCIe Gen 5 lanes, right? To hook up all these um, uh, kind of uh, uh, you know appliances on onto your servers, um, going to PCIe Gen 5 uh, and also Wi-Fi 6E, industry's first DDR5 XMP 3.0 RDIM, um, and third gen Intel Deep Learning Boost. So you got all of these various features. And of course, we've got this, this QMate matrix um, and our partners will help uh, you know, their customers to make sense of all of it and choose uh, the right solution to fit their needs. All right. Uh, there are a lot of a lot of different systems uh, from a lot of OEMs with uh, with different Xeons in them now. Uh, and, and believe me, there's there's nothing quite like an Intel launch day in terms of the number of related press releases you get when you work in the tech uh, the tech press industry. But what should what should partners be thinking about and kind of talking to their customers about when making uh, decisions and, and recommendations on which machine might be the right fit for uh, which situation? Um, so Rob, in, Intel has always been focused on offering a lot of choice and the most choice. In fact, it's actually not unusual for Intel to have that wide of a selection available to market mm -hmm. and partners. Uh, it's all about empowering the ecosystem to make the informed choice uh, from the, that list of expansive customer and partner adoption, which includes uh, MNCs, multinational corporations, OEMs, and ISVs to local Canadian channel partners. And through it all, we do recommend that our partners understand the full breadth of various workloads their customers are focused on. Having that knowledge allows them to best tailor the solution for them and deliver the highest ROI and lowest DCO. Furthermore, you know, to simplify that selection, we spoke about that distinct structure right, uh, of, of, of Intelsium, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. But mm -hmm. there's also another distinct structure between general purpose queues and workload optimized queues with various tiers uh, between them, right? And you go from, uh, you know, eight cores to 56 cores or 135 watts to 350 watts, various UPI interlink options and DRAM capacity, channel bandwidth, accelerators and features. And so for those workload optimized queues, um, they actually range from IoT, network 5G and edge, storage, cloud and AI, and then enterprise and analytics queue optimized specifically. So there will be various offshoots uh, from these uh, categories that will be dedicated uh, to, these, to these workloads. And so the relevant focus here is how our business partners can integrate high value solutions to them in relevant industries. And our main goal remains to encourage our members to grow. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about about the the market for Xeon today. I mean, in, in the past, it was it was pretty simple, right? It was predominantly the uh, it was predominantly the server closet, and that could be a great big server closet if you're a big company, or that could be a very small kind of server installation if you're a, a smaller organization. But as we've talked about with cloud and and a bunch of different forces, and as well as the specialization of of these new products, what do you guys see as the market for Xeon today, and and where is that market? headed and of course the the question we probably love the most is you know what are those what are those emerging or underrealized opportunities that partners should be aware of 
Great question, Rob. So I think the future of data centers in Canada is a great opportunity for the channel with the integration of mega technology trends such as IoT, analytics, 5G, AI. Companies in multiple industries are deriving decisions from their own data sets, which mm -hmm. demand scalable and sustainable solutions, right? And come to think of it, you know, Xeon has always been ubiquitous in this latest gen, uh, expands on that. So Xeon doesn't care if it's on-prem or in the cloud or in hybrid deployment. In fact, it's tailor-made for all these scenarios uh, as expanded on previously. So whether it's an edge use case where a lot of that smartness is evolving and decisions are being made at the edge of the network, regardless of connectivity, even in these cases, which is a growing area, you will find our one-socket low-power Xeons performing in harsh environments and hardened deployments. Um, or if it's in a virtualized radio access network scenario, um, again, customers uh, can realize twice the capacity uh, without increasing power consumption. And in high-performance computing, um, another area of rapid growth today, a lot of that is being driven by public sector, higher education research initiatives, and very large mm -hmm. enterprise in healthcare and pharma. However, now with the ubiquity of compute, we are able to provide medium to large enterprises uh, the capability to set up their own local AI data analytics mm -hmm. uh, shop to test out real-time inference and training, you know, machine learning, deep learning models. Um, and with that specific, you know, latest fourth gen, they can realize up to 10 times uh, or 20 times uh, better PyTorch and or improvement in uh, natural language processing, for example. Uh, so, it, you know, and that is actual uh, kind of benchmarking versus previous generations. All right. A lot to think about there, a lot going on with the uh, the latest generation. I appreciate your taking the time to uh, to share your insights. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. And, and I don't want to leave our listeners with this, right? Intel yes. Xeon fourth gen brings a compelling value proposition. And if there were only three things that I want you to take away and remember, they would be amazing performance gen over gen uh, with two to 10x improvement in enterprise cloud and networking storage. A most feature-rich and secure platform to date, and advanced memory I.O. user-specific acceleration and scalable performance. All of that enabled better TCO and ROI for our partners and customers with lower per lot. Thank you, Rob. All right. Thank you. There you have it. The new generation of Xeons, courtesy of Intel Canada's Kareem Sharif. I'd like to thank Kareem for joining us for the show, and of course, thank you for listening. Uh, and it's worth noting, there's another aspect of the Xeon lineup that we'll be exploring in the near future. Tune in next week as we continue the discussion, this time talking to Intel Canada's Phil Vulcans about the Xeon workstation lineup. But later this week, we'll be back in your feed as we chat with Cisco Canada's Aaron Smurl about getting started in the managed services space, what partners need to know, and how Cisco supports those partners. Between now and then, you know the drill by now. Subscribe if you want to, rate and review if you like, and we'll see you right back here in this feed later this week. Until then, I'm Robert Duff for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you.